0: Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. But I believe that God has something prepared for us this morning. God has something that He wants to do, and I don't want to miss out on what God is doing. And I need you to understand that we we just finished up our stormproof series last Sunday. I spoke my final message on stormproof, and so in the next couple of weeks, there is something that God has placed in me. Something that God has placed. Uh, a word for that, that he's given me to share, what I call a set your trumpet to the mouth kind of moment. It is what I'm calling a tipping point. It's our halftime, if you would. We are halfway through the year right now. And we are coming to our tipping point. This is our sound the alarm moment, a sound the alarm moment for you, for your family, for your business, for our community, for our nation as well. There's there's just this uneasiness within my spirit that I really feel so compelled to come to you this morning. I believe that God has been speaking and challenging me in this moment. And God gave me a word at this time. It may not be for everyone, but it is for someone. Come on, say it again, Pastor. It might not be for everyone, but this message is for someone. And if it's not for you today, it will be for you down the road. And I want you to prepare yourself because I believe that some of us have been so committed in our faith during this crisis. During this pandemic, your faith has gone to new levels. But there's others that during this time, your faith has become complacent. you become comfortable. And instead of this drawing you closer to God, you find yourself drifting. Although not your purpose and not your plan, you went into this time thinking, I'm going to come out stronger. You're finding yourself becoming weaker. And it's like many friends I have who have had alcoholic parents or parents that have been addicted. I, I know their kids that will tell me, I won't touch a drop of alcohol because my parents were alcoholics. Yet I know those other kids as well that will say, I'm an alcoholic today because of my parents. We're alcoholics. You see, you have a choice how you're going to come out of any crisis in your life. Whether you're going to come out better or bitter. Whether you're going to come out closer to God or farther away from God in this moment. Same crisis, different commitments. And I'm going to ask you right where you are to open your Bibles with me to Amos chapter 8. Amos chapter 8. And as you're turning there also, we're going to go to the book of Hosea immediately after. And I'm going to read out of Hosea 13. But Amos chapter 8, I was reading this this past week and God just stirred my spirit. It says this in verse 11. The time is surely coming, says the sovereign Lord, when I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread and water, but of hearing. Everyone say hearing. Hearing the words of the Lord. The book of Hosea chapter 13 verse 6 puts it this way. But when you have eaten and when you were satisfied, you became proud and forgot me. Let's pray now. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to uh, just understand something as we get into the word. I'm not going to be long, and I don't necessarily even consider this to be a typical sermon this morning. I don't have three points in a poem. This morning, I just have a set the trumpet to the mouth message that I want to decree to you an awakening moment for our lives. You see, I want you to understand that Amos and Hosea were prophets that were prophesying at a time to the nation of Israel. Israel was an impending judgment because of their idolatry. God was about to come down upon them. Idolatry had spread throughout the nation and the nation was now turning to God's made of hand rather than to the creator God and an idol is anything that replaces God. And I need you to understand that an idol in those days was a piece of wood that they had formed out of hand. They would overlay it with gold or silver and they would give credit to this idol for what God had done. Follow me on this. The, the items that made up an idol were not necessarily good or bad. What made it good or bad was the value that they placed on it above God. They were just woods, not bad. Silvers not bad. Gold's not bad. But when they put those things together, those things were placed in front of God and instead of God. I need you to understand your family is, is good. Your, your, your marriage is good. Your job is good. But whenever those things take the place of God, they become an idol in our lives. And God will not stand to be second in anything need you to follow me this morning. They worship these things and success had created a complacency in their life. You see, the highest form of idolatry is whenever we give credit to something or someone else for what God has done in our lives. There are some of you that have received and achieved some great successes in your life, but you're beginning to think you're the one that's responsible for that success. You built a great family and you're beginning to think you're responsible for that. The children, of Israel when they came out of Egypt they built a calf a golden idol and they begin to give that idol credit for what God had done in delivering them from Egypt I need you to understand it's time to start giving credit to God for what God has done in our lives see I need you to capture this they had forgotten about the God who had gotten them there I want you want you to understand me this morning Amos says this He says, there's going to be a famine that's coming, and I believe this famine's already begin to spread. Listen to me carefully. There is a famine not of the word of God going out. It's not of the word of God being preached. He says, this famine is not going to be a famine of the word of God. It's going to be of hearing the word of God. Do you catch that? The word of God's gonna be preached. The difference is, is that the word of God is gonna people are gonna have a hard time hearing the word of God. You see, I need you to understand something right now. You your marriage, your family, your business, your church, your community. Cannot survive a famine of the word of God. We live in a time where we need the word of God. No matter what the condition. I can survive a, a food famine. I can survive a financial famine. I can even su- survive a pandemic. But I cannot survive a day without the word of God. Without God speaking in my life. Somebody got to hear me right now. You see I do need, no need you to understand something. This famine was not a lack of availability of the word of God. It was of hearing God's word. You see, God's word is powerful. And the effectiveness, the moment you can't hear the word of God, it can affect your life. See, I'm taking you somewhere. See, right now, social media is inundated. You can't go three posts. You can't take a look at three or four posts without finding someone preaching a word right now. And the problem is this, is that the word of God is becoming so common that some of us have drawn a deaf ear to the voice of God. It's everywhere and it's no longer valuable to you. You hear it, you see it, and some of you even now listening to me right now are watching other things or are distracted by other things as church is going on because it's no longer is the word of God something of value to you. This powerful worship went on, and yet you were busy doing other things, maybe having breakfast while watching worship. Worship was never something to watch. It's something to be a part of. We worship, we are involved in the word. We are, to, we, we are enacted, it's not a spectator sport. The word of God is being proclaimed more than ever before. It's more accessible than ever before. But whenever something becomes common, it becomes diminished. Hear my heart this morning. I believe right now that God is speaking so loudly that it's, some of us have become deaf to his word. I want to challenge you right now. I want to ask you, how's your hearing? How's your hearing? Can you hear what God is saying in this moment? In the middle of a pandemic and racial unrest and social discord, can you hear what the voice of God is saying? The word here in the the, the Hebrew is it means, means uh, is Shema, which means to hear. It's used over a thousand times in the Old Testament to hear, to understand, to obey. It's not just the act of the ear hearing a, a note or a message. The word here literally, mean, literally means to exercise your hearing. Follow me on this. You see, if you don't do what God says, if you don't obey what God says, then you didn't really hear what he said. Say it again, Pastor, if you do not obey what God said, you really didn't hear what God said. Because in the Hebrew idea of hearing, hearing means not only did I hear what you said, but now my heart is come into agreement with it and my will will now carry it out. Because when to hear is not a function of the ears. To hear is an act of the heart and it's an exercising of the will. Hearing is a choice. It's hearing what God says and then making a choice to do it. You see, you could be in a famine of hearing the word of God if you're hearing this message even right now, but it's not doing anything to change you. If the message isn't changing you, then you aren't hearing what the message is saying. It's time to open our ears, church. So I want to share this with you. I read a book a while back by a guy by the name of Mark Batterson, powerful book called Whisper. And in his book, he talks about this opera singer who was world-renowned that lost his ability to hit certain notes, even though they were well within his range. And he went to a doctor, and the doctor, he went to this, um, the ear, nose, and throat doctor, which is a otolaryngologist, which is easy for me to say. But this doctor, Dr. Andrew Tomatis, He went to him to find out, why can't I hit these notes? And the the doctor figured this out. He found something out that an opera singer, check this out, an opera singer will hit over 140 decimals in sound wave, which is equivalent to the sound of uh, of uh, an aircraft taking off off of an aircraft carrier, a fire jet taken off of the aircraft carrier. They produced that level of noise. This individual, this opera singer, had hit that decimal so many times that he literally caused himself to grow deaf to certain tones. And he come to find out this, that the Tomatis effect is this, is that you cannot, the voice cannot reproduce what it cannot hear. Say it again, pastor. The voice cannot reproduce a sound it cannot hear. This opera singer was not able to hit those notes anymore because he had grown deaf by his own voice. The voice can only reproduce what it hears. And why is the famine of hearing the word of God so dangerous? Because you and I were created in the image of God. And like God, we create with the spoken word. And when you can't hear what God is saying, because your ear has grown deaf to the word of God, you cannot reproduce what God's trying to produce in your life. You become deaf to what God's trying to tell you. You become deaf to hearing what God wants to reproduce in your life. You can't reproduce a great marriage. You can't reproduce a great family. You can't reproduce healing. You can't reproduce... Freedom in your life because your ears have grown deaf to the voice of God. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. The enemy can deafen your ear to the voice of God. You won't be able to reproduce anything God is trying to say to you. See, the problem is this, and this is the word that God placed in my heart is complacency. I feel like we're becoming complacent today. The pandemic has caused some people to become lazy, disconnected, and unfocused, maybe not in your business, but in your spiritual life. You might be excelling in business or excelling in other things, but your spiritual life, you, you, you've you lost the ability to tune in. Come on, somebody. I need you to focus in right now. You're missing out on the ability to tune in to the Spirit of God, tune in to the voice of God. You become disconnected. You are so connected by social media, you're disconnected to the Spirit of God. Other things have now taken the place of the Word of God in your life. You become complacent. That word complacent means something self-satisfaction, especially when accompanied with an unawareness of actual dangers or deficiencies. What am I saying? Proverbs chapter 1 verse 32 puts it this way. For the where, where waywardness of the simple will kill them, but the complacency of fools will destroy them. Complacency will get you to the point where you'll end up being destroyed. I need you to grab a hold of something The Hosea puts it this way. Verse 13 of uh, chapter chapter 13, verse 6. But when you have eaten and were satisfied, you became proud and forgot me. Listen, it's not in our failures that we need God. It's in our successes. It's when you don't need God that it really proves how much we love God. It's not when things are going good. It's when things are falling apart many times that we run to God. You see, we, when things are good, we don't necessarily need God. When things are bad, I need God. I'll run after God when things are bad. When things are going through a tough time, I'll run after God. I'll call upon God. But when things are good, do we really need God? When you got money in the bank, when your body is well, when your everything seems to be okay, do you really need God in those moments? We end up becoming comfortable. We become lazy. And before you know it, we become complacent and okay with being just okay. But God didn't create you just to be okay. God created you to excel, to overcome. God created you to be the head and not the tail, a lender and not a borrower, above and not beneath. Proverbs fourteen twelve says this. There's a way which seems right to a man, but in the end, it leads to death. You think you're okay. You think everything's all right. You think you're going all right. My relationship with God, if I were to ask most of you right now, you would say it's good. It's okay. Things are all right. Things are going all right. I'm all right. You know, me and God are cool, but the reality is you are probably so far away from God right now, you don't even realize it because you become deaf to the voice of God but this is your tipping point today CWC Bay area. This is your halftime moment. Listen carefully as I close that brother Randy, if you could help me out. Halftime adjustments are imperative. We're in July now, halfway through 2020, but I need you to capture something as a Raider fan, you guys know I'm a Raider fan, the problem was last year as a Raider fan, almost every game we were ahead at halftime. And then we end up losing in the second half. Drove me crazy. That's a coaching issue. We weren't able to make the adjustments necessary at halftime to keep the lead. And many of us right now, you're, you're halfway through the year. How is this year gonna end for you? How is this year going to end for your family? How is this year going to end for you spiritually? I want to challenge you today. Today's the time to make halftime adjustments. In the book of Isaiah chapter 1 verse 3, God's calling out to the nation of Israel. He says, even an ox knows its owner. A donkey recognizes its master's uh, master's care, but Israel doesn't know its master. My people don't even recognize my care for them. Do you recognize how much God loves you? You recognize how audaciously he loves you and cares about you. And yet we find other things to take our attention. Jeremiah 521, he says, hear this foolish and senseless people who have ears or have eyes, but do not see, have ears, but cannot hear. I don't want to live broken. I said, I don't want to live broken. When's the last time, come on, when's the last time God had your full attention? The last time you put your phone down during a worship service and gave God your full attention. When's the last time God had your full attention of who you were? When's the last time you worship God with your whole heart un, uninhibited without anyone worrying about who you were? When's the last time that you gave sacrificially? When's the last time you served someone? When's the last time you walked in and you picked up the word of God? You put your phone down and you picked up the word and said, God, speak to me. When's the last time God had your full attention? And yet sheltering in place, we have nothing else to do. It's not a matter of time. It's a matter of discipline. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, Today I've given you a choice. Everyone say, Choice. Between life and death, between blessing and curse. And now I call heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Your choice. He prepared the way, but you make the choice. Oh, that you would choose life. God, would you choose life so that your descendants might live? I'm not just making a choice of life for me. I'm making it for my daughters, for my grandson, for the generations that are coming after me. See, the problem, how do I know we're becoming complacent? Listen to me as I close. Some of you are late to church when church is in your home. You're still late. That's even if you come. Because God's no longer a priority, not even a priority. He's not even a value in your life anymore. Other things have taken precedence. While you're scrolling through Social media while church is going on or made it a habit not even to take time for God. It's time to put God as a value in our lives again. He's the one that gave me life. So shouldn't I commit my life to him? Not just one day for an hour out of the week to him. Some of us don't even give him that. I want to challenge you today. God can no longer just be a priority. He has to be a value of your family. What happened to Israel is happening to us where God is getting tired of our indifference to him. Where we're doing the right things, but we're going about it in the right way. God wants your heart, not your sacrifices. He wants your devotion, not your money. He wants your time. He wants to know that he's important to you. We use so many things as an excuse as to why we've replaced God with other things. Matthew 22, verse 37. Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all. all. My question to you this morning as I close is, does God have any part of all of you? Any part of all of you? All of you, all of your marriage, all of your family, all of your business, all of your hopes, all of your dreams? God, forgive me. I need to love you with all, all of every aspect, of every fiber of my being. Father, as an overseer of CWC Bay Area, on behalf of our church, I repent for our indifference to your presence. God, forgive us. Forgive us for not taking your Sabbath serious. For worshiping other things in your place. For finding ourselves, God, giving credit to other things, my God, rather than you for what you've done. I never want to praise a golden calf, my God, for bringing me out of my Egypt. Lord, you're responsible for everything I am, everything I have, everything I will be. There's nothing I have today, there's nothing I am today that I did not achieve without you. Lord, let me not become so deaf, so dull that I miss out on your presence. Father, forgive me. Forgive us if we haven't given you the time you deserve. Lord, I speak right now to every individual at home in Jesus' name. Those in the parking lot right now, God, Lord, we ask, forgive us. Lord, we repent. You deserve all of us, not a part of us. Lord, if we've taken you for granted, if we've ignored, my God, who you are today, forgive us. Forgive me, Lord. Let us, my God, come before you so that we could hear your voice. I don't want my ears to be deaf or my eyes to be blind. I want to hear your voice. If you would just say this with me right now as a family, as a church family, just say, Heavenly Father, forgive me. If I've allowed anything to come in front of you, forgive me. Let me get things back in order once again. Let me worship you with my whole heart. Let me give you my full attention. And let me love you With all, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.